Check, check. Let's start live. Hey, welcome back to another Manhood Monologue Sunday edition. I appreciate you guys for being here. I'm super excited. This is going to be a great one. I'm just excited to tell you about the craziest experience I've ever had in my life. It's 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 one of the craziest. I mean, I've I've uh, traveled the world a little bit, but this is one of the craziest ex-girlfriend stories I ever had. But before I tell you that story, um, my father asked me a question last week. He said, "Why are you doing this podcast?" So I want to explain why I do this podcast first before I begin on that story. Um, every week I try to come on Sunday and bring you a story that happened in my life personally that things are just going on. Uh, this week I'm going hands free or hands attached as people would say. And uh, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you the story that's going on. Um, outline, literally. There is zero, I don't know how to write an outline of what I'm going to talk about. I'm still new to this whole thing. It's very beginner-like, but I have some funny stories. I try to work on an outline, like what I'm going to tell you about, what the message is going to be about, and all that bull stuff. Um, so far, I'm not there. I tell my wife every week, oh, babe, I'm working on an outline. It's going to be a funny story, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I write like three words, what I'm going to talk about, and then nothing actually happens. So, uh, I am drinking tequila, kind of had a couple blue moons in me, so I'm super excited. I feel like this is going to be a good one. So, let me begin about what the manhood monologues are all about. So, me being a brand new husband, um, kind of new into this serious relationship, obviously I'm a husband, so I mean, I got to take everything very seriously, there's a lot of learning curves. There's a lot of things that I didn't know about that I do or that I did that uh, women didn't like. You know, I used to be a cheater. I used to fucking fuck around, mess around. Sorry, my language. I used to mess around and uh, do some horrible things. And I'm sorry for all those women out there that I'm sorry I did that to you, but that was my personality. I didn't have any filter. I felt like if I'm not marrying this woman, I could do whatever I want. That was just one thing I had in mind. Um, now that I've grown up a bit and I met my wife, uh, everything's changed. And I'm going into a relationship. I'm going into a marriage kind of blindfolded because it's not about me anymore. It's not about uh, freaking. It's not about pleasing Cameron all the time. It's about having a partner that you enjoy and uh, trying to make things work with two people. Because literally, like, there was a point where – a girl would smack too much when she ate, and I was like, ah, I'm not into that. I don't like it, and then I would cheat. I mean, that was just a, th that was just a thing in my mind. So um, the manhood monologues really um, is trying to improve relationships. You know, I think there's too much of a stigma behind guys being this huge bravado about guys being just uh, too manly to say they need help or anything like that or – uh, there's situations out there that they feel like they they need to be the man about, you know. I am not perfect. I don't think any man in this world is perfect, nor do they need to try to be, but we're too afraid to ask for help. You know, we think we got everything covered. It's just part of being a man, 
you know, I don't like being told what to do. I like cracking jokes on, um, oh, actually, I don't want to say that. But uh, I don't like being told what to do. I like making the rules in my house. As my father always said, the rooster rules the hen house. And uh, I thought that was like a literal meaning. So I've always took that uh, with me in my life. You know, I've always been the one that, hey, if you're not doing it my way, it's the highway, baby. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. But having someone I love so much in my life right now, and she's giving me all these rules, I'm like, ugh, I don't know how I feel about it. So, and I also felt like, there wasn't a podcast out there. Yes, relationships. I say relationships are hard because I think it's the fucking truth. I think that is very true. Being a person in a relationship, in a marriage, it's very hard. I mean, I'm not saying I don't love my wife. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying to meet her expectations, to be compromising, to change my whole personality, it's very hard. It is not easy. And I'm not telling... I'm not I'm not saying it's not not hard, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. All I'm saying is that I'm I need to open up myself and be willingness to change and have the willingness to change and be aware that just because I'm a man that I shouldn't be afraid to change. I shouldn't be afraid to be emotional. You know, I shouldn't be afraid of all these things that people in the past have been afraid to do and I don't feel like there's a podcast out there I don't feel like there's anything out there that's I mean I see people that are in these lovey-dovey relationships but what's going on behind scenes what are the what's the real situation what are you guys really fighting about and that's what I'm going to bring to you the situations that I caught myself into that I realized that uh, maybe there's another guy out there that has the same situation what is he going through how did he overcome it and maybe I can overcome it because I tell you what, it's not fair fighting in a relationship. Now, I'll tell you this. Me and my wife are kind of in a tiff right now um, about shoveling snow. So I'm in Texas enjoying it. We've got beautiful weather. Um, and she's in Montana where it's snowing. Now, if I was home, I would shovel the driveway, shovel the walkway up to the house, and shovel the... the uh, the carport area. Now she came home the other day, and she came home from work. It was Friday night, so she was teaching her Zumba class or hip bodies class or whatever class she wants to call it. And she said, "I didn't shovel." Now, if you listened last week, I talked about fighting with evidence or how women fight with uh, factual things. Now she. Last week was telling me about RVs and how their gas mileage and all this stuff and how much money we'll save. So I flipped it on her. I said, you know what? Shoveling the driveway is in accordance with, you know, civilian law, yada, 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 Montana. You need to do this, so you need to shovel. She just hit me with, I don't, I don't want to do it. How do you fight fair with someone like that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to bring it to her. And she might watch this podcast and be like – Cameron, I hate you. You're an idiot, you know. Uh, the very first podcast that I wanted to put out, it was me and my friend Micah. We were talking about some things, and she did not enjoy it too much. I'm definitely going to put it out. She told me I can put it out now. Uh, but it ca that caused a fight just because how real I'm kind of speaking. I don't ask her permission before I do these lives or tell I kind of tell her what it's going to be about, but once I start drinking, ugh. Who knows what it's truly going to be about. So I'm just saying I brought this evidence to her. I said, listen, in accordance to civilian law, yada, 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 you must shovel 
the walkway. You must shovel all this stuff. And she was like, nah, I'm too tired. And I was just, I lost my mind. I was upset. And I was like, what the? I was like, what are you talking about? You just, this last week, you freaking argued about how much gas mileage. And I, and I was trying to bring evidence to the table. And I brought evidence, but it didn't work. I do not know how to argue with a woman. I don't know how to change a woman's mind. But yet, a woman changes my mind all the time. She freaking got me to get on board with the RV. Even though I was like, eh. I don't want to drive a 30-foot thing. You know, I'm only used to driving a car or a truck. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what's going to be bad, good about it. If you know something about RVs, please let me know because I would appreciate that. <sighs> so that's kind of what this manhood monologue is all about. It's just me dealing with life situations. I don't know exactly how to win them. I don't know how to convey them in a way that makes sense to you i'm still learning i'm still just brand new i literally hit hit live i don't i just start talking and that's all it is you get a couple drinks in me i'm i'm telling you the situations one thing that's really helped me in my relationship is the the five love languages you know that's something that's brought light in my eyes about how someone other than me uh takes in love now before i was only seeing my way you know this is uh, acts of service is my my love language so that's how i express love uh to all my previous ones and um and my wife that's how i express love to her i said you know these are the things that i'm doing the dishes i'm doing the laundry and i'm doing this i didn't realize there were other ways to love someone i didn't realize that i didn't know that her Love language words words of affirmation. I didn't know that I had to acknowledge that, hey, you did this. That was a great job. I'm so happy for you. So in my mind, when I first started doing these podcasts or manhood monologues, that's what it was all about. It's about identifying things that you don't know as a man and spreading the word and getting other men to realize what's going on. And I really thought I was... I was bringing this podcast for men. I thought, you know, the way I connect with other men is we bitch and gripe and we complain about situations that are going on in our life. And I feel like, hey, other men would enjoy that. You know, this is what we do. But really, I realized just a, at least a week ago is that so I was talking to this couple, this couple that's actually down here with me in Texas right now. It's a young couple. And I was talking about the five love languages and how things happen in their relationship that's already happened in my relationship so I was trying to give them kind of a, an advice situation and um the woman looked at me and she was like is and like well she didn't look at me she looked at her husband and said is that true and I said god I said yeah that you know it's true and the guy was like mm, he was hesitant to say something because you know his wife is right there so no guy wants to admit what's actually wrong in the relationship or no girl wants to admit but I mean, it was it was like a re it was a revelation of what was really going on in the relationship. Not saying it was bad, just saying that he was afraid or he didn't want to say some true things. You know, that was that was a guy trying to communicate in a guy fashion, if you will. So I kind of brought to light the five love languages and what he was kind of doing wrong, what she was doing wrong, and what they were both doing wrong, and how you can kind of fix it in a relationship. And I was, I was like, damn, you know, that's that's something that everyone wants. That's that's real 
real life situations. You know, she didn't know. And then I realized, you know, maybe my target audience is not men. Maybe it's women. Maybe it's women that aren't paying attention to the signs that guys are giving you when they're frustrated, when they're angry, and they want to be left alone, and they're being wearing down, and they finally give in to whatever you suggested. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's the women. Maybe that's my target eye. I don't know. Well, I'm still young into this whole podcasting thing, so I'll eventually figure it out. I'm going to keep doing it. I don't know if you like it or not, but I'm just going to keep doing it because that's what I promised. So I'm going to keep bringing it to you. Uh, so that's what this whole podcast and thing is about, you know, just trying to figure out how to be a better man, how to be a better husband, how to be a better human and give, uh, give love to people that haven't shown love before that don't understand that there's different love languages that don't understand that there's things that are going on in people's lives that you, I don't know, man, I really don't know. I just keep bringing it and I'm trying to somehow come up with the context that makes sense to people but i'm just i'm just an average guy i don't i'm not a very public speaker i don't know what's going on like i said i have a couple drinks just to even get on the camera sometimes so i'm just trying to bring you real life stuff that happened in my that's happened in my life and hopefully somehow it reaches someone out there that goes damn you know what he's going through the same thing I'm able to relate how did he fix it or how did he go through it or what was his mistakes and let me learn from that it's all about learning you know I'm 30 years old so ah, that's just a sad thing to say sometimes I'm 30 years old and I've lived a, a full life not fully complete yet but I mean I've lived a life that I think have had some great memories and some great moments in them you know and uh, I'm gonna bring them to you I've already talked about shit in my pants. You know, I've talked about the first time I farted in front of my wife. There's many more stories out there, you know. Like this crazy, crazy story. I mean, oh, it was It's probably one of my biggest, craziest stories I've ever had in my life. So, uh, I will begin. So, I'm in California. I'm dating a girl. She's Filipino. That actually has to deal with it, you know. That has, that has context in the story. Very, very Catholic-like people. So, I'm dating a woman in in California. I very, I'm still in the military. I'm very young at this time, uh, like 20, 21 ish. Um, we decide to go down to like Oakland. I think it was somewhere down south, I was in Sacramento, we decided to drive down to Oakland and visit her family. Now, unbeknownst to me, everything was ordinary with this woman. Like, everything was fine, she was Filipino, whatever. If you know me, I had a thing for Asians, I still have a thing for Asians, but I love my wife even more, so besides the point. So we go down to Oakland area, and uh, we're at her aunt's house. Now at her aunt's house, we're, we're drinking a little bit, having some side food, yada, yada, yada. Night's still young. I got to work the next day. But the night's still young. Um, having a great time, just talking about random stuff, how everything's going. And uh, we go outside. This was back in my younger days. So, Mom, sorry about that. Uh, I was smoking cigarettes. Uh, me and th- my girlfriend at the time. 
go outside to smoke a cigarette, and next thing you know, she passes out. And I'm like, you only had a couple drinks. I'm a little confused. So I go inside, get her Ani. You know, hey, Chelsea, <clears throat> this woman just passed out. How, what do we do? She's like, oh, carry her inside. I'm like, all right. I'm a man. I'll carry this woman inside. So I carry her inside. Now, they instruct me to carry her inside into the specific room. Oh, God. Sorry, my phone's still telling me max storage. Don't know how to fix it. I'm working on it. I just need to get a bigger phone on it. So anyway, they're telling me to carry her inside into this specific room. All right. So I'm like, whatever. So I pick her up, carry her through the doorway. We get uh, walking down the hallway, get into the specific room. There's like a white sheet laid out, like a white blanket. So she's like, please place her in the middle of the white sheet. I'm like, whatever. I don't I don't know what's going on. I'm thinking maybe she's sick. Maybe she needed to throw up. I don't know. I'm very young. So I place her in the middle of the floor, yada, yada, yada. Next thing I know, her auntie and this other woman start, like, whispering in her ear. Stuff I don't understand. And then the my girlfriend at the time is laying there. And I'm telling you, she, the way she's laying is sprawled out like, she, like she's on the crucifix. I kid you not. This is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. She's laying there like she's on the crucifix, just chilling. And she's eyes closed, and she's mumbling. Like, and I'm in the middle of the doorway, so I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, some crazy, <laughs> some crazy stuff. So instantly, I rode with her down there. So I hop on the phone, call my buddy John, who's uh, from the same base at the time, and I go, "Hey, John, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I might need you to pick me up in like five minutes. You know, it's a two-hour drive, but I need you, man. This is, I'm calling in my chit. I need you on this one." So I walk back in the house, and they're still mumbling to each other in each other's ear. They're like, "Nah, mama, mama," and then. What the hell is going on? This is the craziest. So I'm standing in the doorway, and I'm just watching. I'm watching this whole scene take place in front of me. I'm just like, I'm too young to kind of understand what's going on. I'm too non-religious to get anything what's going on. And this woman that's laying on, on the white sheet, I can't even do it because it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And this is straight Holocaust. This is like straight, not Holocaust, but the other thing. This is like paranormal freaking whatever that scary movie is where the girl walks down the stairs backwards. Um, paranormal activity type. Sh this is that type of stuff. She's laying on the, she's laying there like this. She, she starts to rise up, like rise up. I, you don't have the ab strength to do this. Like, literally, he's laying on the floor. And, like, her chest is the first thing to come with. Just, just straight exorcist. Thank you. Exorcist-type activity. And I am in shock. I am in, like, I go straight white girl. Go, ha! And I, I run to the garage. This is the only thing I know. So I run to the garage, and I call John back. John, you need to come get me, please. There's some crazy exorcist stuff going on right now. This girl just popped up, boop, just straight, I mean, tip, just the craziest thing I've ever seen. 
And I'm calling. I'm like, John, you need to come get me. I don't care. I will pay your gas. I will. I will give you whatever you want. Just get down here and get me. I'm in Oakland. Please, I will send you the airdrop now. Please. So after that, I mean, I'm. It's 20 minutes. I'm in the garage still. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I gotta go back inside sometime. So I go back inside, and my girlfriend at the time is sitting in a chair, and her aunties are around her, and they're like, yes, Cameron, please come in. Freaky stuff. I'm just like, all right, I'll, I'll come in. I don't know what's going on. And they're like, when you carried her, did she feel heavy? And I was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much, like 130 pounds. I don't know. Yeah, I guess she felt heavy. That's because she had a lot of spirits in her. And I was like, oh, yeah, spirit, spirit weight. That's, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot going on there. And they're like, are you confused by anything? I'm like, yes. I don't know how she popped up like that, first of all. And what the hell's going on in the second place? And they were explaining to me that her third eye was open. Now, I'm not very religious at all. I mean, I do believe... There's a higher power, but I don't know what's going on. So I'm just like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, you, when you laid her on the white sheet, she had the voice of God and all this other stuff. And I was like, cool. That's uh, very interesting. And she was saying that the spirits were actually being released. when They they were saying that there's an overwhelming. So if you keep your third eye closed too long, the spirits may overwhelm you. So every now and then you need to have them be released. And that's what this party was all about. No one told me that. I thought it was a surprise party. I didn't know what was going on. But yet, this was this was the true intention of the party. Sometimes when the spirits overwhelm you, someone needs to be there to release them. And they said, hey, we can open up your thought. I, I said, you better keep that motherfucker close. I don't want to know. They said, yes, the spirits will overwhelm you, and it will, be, it will be too much for you. And I said, I already know. I'm good with it. I like to keep my stuff closed. I'll walk around blind for all I know. I don't know what's going on. But it was just the craziest thing in my life to ever seen. I mean, you had to be, like, you have to be there. When, when people talk about crazy stories, you just have to be. Because I'm telling you, this girl's laying flat on her back, and she just raised. Um, no one has that ab strength. I don't care how much abs you do. No one has that to just lift their body up. I've never been so scared. I, I still dated her. That was the thing. I still dated her. But there was a lot of paranormal activity, so I was very scared. Every time I went over to her house or whatever, uh, they would call them. Uh, my, my best friend, one of my best friend, uh, female friends, B, she would call them, uh, she'd call them Mickey Mouse voices. She's like, oh, she's in there doing her Mickey Mouse voice. You don't want to go <laughs> another black one. She's like, you like, you don't want to go in there. And just doing a Mickey Mouse voice. And I'd be like, all right, this is a crazy. And she would just pass out sometimes at her house, just. I'm like, mm, don't want to mess with it. So I mean, it is. That was just one of the craziest things I've ever dealt with in my life. Um, and I just try not to think about it now that I'm an adult. You know, there's, I mean, to have that actually happen in front of me, I mean, I've watched Paranormal Activity, I've watched The Exorcist, but to see someone do that, it, that's, that's what threw me off, man. I was, I was, I, I 
I've never really changed, but I've just been like, dang, I don't want that to happen to me ever. <laughs> Block and delete the whole family. No, I mean, I was I was still intrigued. I was intrigued. I mean, when you see that happen, you're like, what's really going on? Because in my mind, people may be able to see spirits. I'm fine with that. If you can see someone, if you see a ghost, that's cool. But to have a ghost take over your body, that's that's crazy. That makes me nervous. Like, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to do right to make sure that don't happen to me in my life? I don't want that to happen to me. I'm... <laughs> I don't want that. That is that is too crazy. So that is one of the craziest real life freaking situations that have ever happened to me. I was there. I witnessed the whole thing. I ended up breaking up with the girl just because I mean, it wasn't because of that. But let's be honest. That was a big factor. You know. You might be waking up next one time next to your girlfriend. You might be waking up next time to some dude that just took over her body. So it might be weird. It might be a little weird. So I just said, you know what? That's enough is enough. I don't know what to do about it. But it was one of the craziest, ah, you know, stories that's ever happened to me. But I appreciate you listening. Um, I'll go ahead and plug it right now. But once again, my stuff is on iTunes. It's called the Manhood Monologues. Um, the reason I called it that is because I saw something called like not the vagina monologue because I watched a play about the mon- vagina monologues. But I watched something about the. It was uh, a podcast that c- was called "The Guys We Slept With," and I was like, "Okay, it's an interesting title." And then I thought about saying something about penis, and then I was like, mm, it's a little too vulgar. So let me, manhood, manhood worked. So I said manhood monologues, and that's how kind of the name worked, and it stuck, I like it. So uh, I appreciate you listening. There's going to be some more stories. Like every night I go to sleep, I got stories that just go through my head that happened in my life. And uh, I actually have a great story about my mom. It's uh, I'm pretty excited. Mom, I'm pretty excited about telling that one. Oh, God. I'm super excited. Uh, but, yeah, just crazy stories. And then I'm going to actually tell you about how me and Chelsea actually met, in my mind, how we actually met, and the situations that led up to us uh, dating and then finally getting married. Um, that's an interesting story as well. Um, I had actually asked for my wife's permission on that one. So, yeah. You obviously know it. it's going to get graphic. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate you listening in. Every Sunday I'm going to try to bring this. No one will die. I don't know what that means, Mom. Uh, every week, every Sunday I'm going to try to bring this to you. I don't know about next week. I might be on the road. But uh, I appreciate it. If you have any questions, please contact me. Um, once again, iTunes, SoundCloud, I'm on there. Just go ahead and shoot me a thing. And, uh What's up, Zach? And uh, we'll chat it up. All right, bro. All right, everyone. Peace out. Much love. Uh, go ahead and try and change your mindset. Change your manhood mindset. Everything's not perfect. Girls can be right sometimes, and uh, we'll figure this whole life out together. All right. I'm out.